1: What's up, friends? Before we hop into, boy, a disappointing show, got to tell you about a mattress that is certainly not disappointing, the Snooze Sleep, and I'm talking about their Snooze Flip mattress. And what the Snooze Flip mattress is, it's a revolutionary mattress. It's really a four-in-one mattress because what they did is one side of the mattress is hard, the other side of the mattress is soft. So you can flip it over if you want it soft, flip it over if you want it hard. And then they also put this sleep cover on it. One side is hot. The other side is cold. So if you're a cold sleeper and you want the bed to be hot, well, put it it on the hot side. If you're a hot sleeper and you want it to be cold, Put it on the cold side and there you go you can flip it in and out depending on the seasons uh depending on who else is in your bed with you and also flip it to match it if you if you like hard and cold well boom there you go you can have that if you want soft and hot you can have that as well and here's what you do to get one of these go to snoozeleep.com and they are hooking you up if you use the code dnvr you'll receive 250 dollars off a mattress and 250 dollars off an adjustable base for a queen and for a king they're hooking it up even more, a dual split king saves $1,000 with the adjustable A $1,000 by going to snoozesleep.com and using that code DNVR. All right, Ryan, let's hop into the show. Number one for
2: the one and all. Come and join us, D-D-N-V-R. We are D-N-V-R.
3: Ooh. And welcome into to the D-N-V-R Broncos Losers Lounge. Boo honk. Yeah, boo, <laughs> boo honk for sure. Uh, a lot to get into here. And what I just tweeted out was an absolute shit show for the Denver Broncos. Uh, I don't know if there's any better way to put it. We'll get kind in. of nice, I would say. Yeah, is that is, is, is a nice way of putting it. Uh, <laughs> of course, we're presented by MSU Denver. Check out msudenver.edu slash online to scope out all they have to offer. And they have a lot to offer, so make sure you check them out. Um, the Broncos did not have a lot to offer today. They went to school. They got schooled today, Ryan. They got schooled today. But, Zach, this is exactly what I was talking about throughout the week, how football – is such a game of momentum swings and game plans and big plays and big moments. And while the final score is embarrassing, that's an embarrassment from the Denver Broncos. To me, it actually comes down to a couple plays. Um, and in a lot of football games, you can't put the loss on the shoulders of one person. And, and this one is no different. You can't put the loss on the shoulders of one person. But. Melvin Gordon fumbling that ball is the reason why the Broncos were embarrassed today.
1: What about the rest of that play, Ryan? And, and Exactly. And that could we have c- stopped the bleeding. We that can, could have kept it yes, a game. But I'm, I'm not trying to take away from right. that. That fumble is inexcusable.
3: We can un- un- uncover the layers here. But if the ball doesn't get fumbled, the Broncos at the very least are down four. Now, if Teddy Bridgewater is willing to make a play for his team and be a football player, not a quarterback, a football player, which you should be expected to be when you step on a football field, then maybe the Broncos don't give up a touchdown on that play, and they have a chance to trust their defense, which was playing admirably, at maybe not admirably, no. was playing acceptably up to that point. You're being too nice to everyone.
1: A- uh, and, and, and I don't think
3: I am... But let me just Eli. finish. If they make that play, you have a chance. If Teddy Bridgewater... Honestly, you don't even need to make the tackle, bro. Just get in the way. Don't lay him like he's a bull and you've got a red velvet cape. Just lets him go by. But Melvin Gordon, man, you cannot fumble that ball. It's, it's It can't happen. And you can go higher than that. Why is Melvin Gordon carrying that ball? You have... The single best tackle breaker in the NFL in Javante Williams on your sidelines. Give the ball to him. Javante's fumbled too, though. Once? Yes, he has.
1: Uh, twice. He should have got charged with the fumble last. I mean, he, he fumbled the ball. The coach said he down, fumbled the but ball. he was down. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. Wait, it, it was a fumble. Uh, two plays before Javon, or Melvin fumbled uh, against Washington Oh, but they recovered team. it? Is that what it yep. was? Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, and inexcusable from Melvin. Ryan, you, yeah. you can't fumble it. He said after the game, you should have had two hands on it. Of course, you should have had two hands on it. It's fourth and one. You're fighting for extra yards. You have to have two hands on it. And, Ryan, to me, why I said you're being too nice on everyone else, and I think that same upsetness that you are with Melvin should go to the rest of the team it looked like the team was going in slow motion outside of a couple of guys on that fumble recovery and and Darius Slay going full speed you know what he said after the game which was just a big F you to the Denver Broncos he was asked when did you think you were going to score a touchdown and he said they just had a bunch of fat guys out there wow are you kidding no they didn't and but do you know what that shows just how slow The rest of the offense was playing on that play. Just a bunch of fat guys is what he thought it was. No, there were wide receivers. There were tight ends. There were running backs. And your quarterback, not a fat guy, right there, Teddy Bridgewater, like you said, doesn't I, I understand if he doesn't want to go head first or shoulder first slide no do, just do,
3: move do, your body in front of him
1: do that or s- slide ryan get a tripping tackle get a yeah, 15 sure. yard penalty do anything after the game teddy bridgewater said what happened was he tried to uh he tried to move the guy or he, he tried to force him inside you know how you force him inside ryan touch you him. just get in the way Touch him in anyway. You, you don't do a a, a step back that's it's a... it's it's inexcusable. That whole play is inexcusable. And then what happens right after that? The Broncos. Now it pretty much felt like the game was over at that point. It's down 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 two scores, understandably. But then you know how the offense responds uh, at at with still in the third quarter run. You know how they respond down 14. They come out and they go three plays minus four yards. Are you freaking kidding me? And then you punt it. Where right exactly? What are you playing for? Are you playing for a close game? Or are you playing for to win the game? They, Vic was playing to, to just not have it be embarrassing. And you know what? It was absolutely embarrassing. Uh, I hated the effort in the second half. The defense was they, – they did their thing in terms of the break, don't bend. They In the first half, they gave up over, over, over 250 yards. That's disgusting on pace for 500 yards from yeah, this Eagles offense. That, that, that isn't good. And in the fourth quarter, to me, I'm so disappointed because it just seems
3: like the heart ran out of this team. And it's the biggest concern from last week was, what, was it fraudulent? Of course it was. That was fraudulent. They are who we thought they were. Yeah. They are who they thought how, who we thought they were. Yeah. They are a very, very average football team at best. And their record reflects that exactly. They have a below average coaching staff. Looking at you, Tom McMahon. Another one. They And you, Vic Vangio. And and Mike Shula, I'm not going to come after you because you had, like, two days to be ready for this. But this team is who we thought they were. They're not that good. You're being too nice again. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, I'm going to start calling him business decision Bridgewater because not only did he make a business decision there, Zach, but on fourth down in the red zone, he made a business decision. What are you doing? You're trying to not throw a pick? You're afraid of throwing a pick on fourth down? In the red zone, I have an issue with someone else on that play, and I got a lot
1: of heat on this for Twitter, and so I'm sure I'm going to get nailed for this. I don't think it was a business decision by Teddy. I think it was just a terrible throw, which is what it, it was—a bad throw. Ryan, it wasn't 10 feet above Tim Patrick's head. It was probably like five feet above, which is not catchable. Tim didn't even try. I, I want to see you put your hands up at least and then jump, at least that's what I'm talking about. Just the heart, not just on Tim, but this entire team. And people get killed me because, Ryan, the pass was not good. It was a terrible pass. But just, what, what are we doing here?
3: What What are we doing? I mean, uh, I understand why you got killed for this. Jump! I know, I know, I know. But what, jump for the optics? It,
1: to me, when I saw it, and I watched the replay a ton because I knew I was going to get killed for it, it wasn't that high. He probably could have touched it and sure not caught it but again that's just a small thing to me i think that really just summed up what the fourth quarter was in my mind
3: what i mean how does that happen like how does it happen for a football team to just fold like that at home? When
1: you're 5-4 and four going into a bye week at home. Ryan, we talked about this week, and just like you said, we talked about how this could be a huge game for the Broncos to either step up to the plate and ride all of this momentum and show that they're the truth, or for them to fold. And we said that during this game, uh, that the Broncos have everything going their way not to fold.
3: And they fold. They folded. They folded. And... What's funny is they now they sit there at five and five going into the bye week. They're still alive. Yep. They get to play the lowly chargers who lose to everyone yep. they shouldn't to they shouldn't lose to. Yep. Yep. And they could be six and five. But how many times you know, there's the old phrase, mm-hmm. right? When someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. Right. We should believe them. Yeah. We know who they are. Mm-hmm. They're not a real football team. And it's a little bit of teddy and it's a little bit of the offensive play calling, and it's a little bit of Vic Fangio, and it's a little bit of heart or lack thereof from the entire football team. And they just don't have it. They simply don't have it. Nope. Nope. And it's so obvious to see, especially when you're there in person. You know, I was in the stands today watching from there, and it's just like, so clear to see that they're playing joyless football yep
1: yep exactly exactly and I really saw that Ryan on that fumble from Melvin Gordon and just the the heart seemed to be gone from the whole team and what do we say Ryan the the team takes on the identity of the head coach or the quarterback well unfortunately I've given Teddy Bridgewater every benefit of the doubt throughout training camp since they signed him this whole season if that's who Teddy Bridgewater is then the Broncos are. F. soft f yeah soft and and you know what Vic Fangio last week for the first time We saw the fired-up coach that the Broncos need. If they can take on that personality that Vic was last week, you know what? They can take on Vic's personality and be a damn good football team. But then he reverted right back to where he was. Punting, like you said, uh, when when you absolutely have to have a score, you punt. You play for the close game instead of the win. And that's what the Broncos are right now. And the Broncos adopted both Teddy Bridgewater and Vic Fangio in the fourth quarter. And that is so scary. And... It's also frustrating because the season is still alive, Ryan. Three AFC Team West Three AFC West teams are gonna lose today. The Chargers lost, the Broncos lost, and either the Raiders or the 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 Chiefs are going to lose today. You had everything right there and Draymond Jones after the game was very straightforward about it said it was just a huge opportunity missed the Broncos absolutely dropped the ball and what stinks too for Broncos fans is now this is the last taste in their mouth that Cowboys game and in two weeks from now next week when the Broncos uh, and Broncos fans are watching football this is what they remember about the Broncos the five and five Broncos that are a one game losing streak that played with no heart especially at the end of the game that's who the Broncos are for the next two weeks and maybe it just continues to go down that path.
3: And we can't tell anyone anything differently. In fact, that play from – like, in the moment, I'm more mad at Melvin Gordon. And honestly, until like two minutes ago, I'm more mad at Melvin Gordon because, dude, you cannot fumble the ball. No. It can't happen. But now I keep thinking about what you said Teddy Bridgewater said after the game. He's trying to force him back inside. Try not to curse. (laughs) Give me an effing break, dude. Yeah. Yeah make a play it's not as if you were outside like you're like way outside and you're like oh i ran in to try and force him inside no dude he He walked by you yeah you get you
1: gave a head juke
3: you did not put an arm out
1: no he knew what to do because he gave the juke it it would have been better for him to fall over 10 yards before and just say you tripped and then you know what no one's coming after you still soft as hell But at least it's not so obvious.
3: Dude, literally dive and, like, protect yourself in front of him. Yep, yep, Anything other than what you did, man. You are supposed to be the leader of this football team. Yep. And they are going to see that film. That film isn't going to be secretly filed away. Nope. That film is going to be seen. And you know what? These guys read Twitter. So even if it doesn't get shown in the film room, those guys are going to see what their quarterback, their leader – did and you know what there's the old like when you screw up pick up your teammate melvin gordon screwed up no one was there for him absolutely no one was there for him to say hey let me help out let me try to make a play Mm -hmm. and give the defense who again gave up a lot of big plays in this game but at least in that moment if they would have made that stop i would have said they can hold for a field goal here yep i agree and no one picked him up and it starts with teddy bridgewater and again you know, we've roasted and roasted and roasted and roasted Cam Newton for the business decision he made in the Super Bowl. Now, again, that's the Super Bowl. Stakes are a lot, a lot higher. Yep. But we can't, as people who have given him hell for that, cannot act as if Teddy Bridgewater didn't do probably a worse offense in this game in a vacuum. Again, not the Super Bowl. Things are a little different. But in terms of actively deciding I'm not going to do anything about this unacceptable top to bottom and the fact that he made an excuse about it after the game pisses me off even more
1: on the same day Cam Newton has two touchdowns too how about that I mean just the way that came full circle you're 100% right Ryan there's no excuse for Teddy Bridgewater and you had so many people calling for Drew Locke after that understandably so Drew's not even in the building he's not even in the stadium. So Being
3: irresponsible and right, exactly. not being there for your teammates.
1: Exactly. So and, and that's where this team is, on and off the field, and especially displayed at home in front of these fans. And, Ryan, let me just talk about what an absolute disappointment, not from the fans, but from how the fans are reacting. And I'm not putting this on the fans, but just – what did we say last week? And when the when the Broncos beat the Giants, and at the end of the game, there's so many Broncos fans in the stadium uh, cheering Broncos' chance, and everyone's saying, "Man, how soft are those Giants? How embarrassing is that for the Cowboys for, for New York?" And then last week against the Cowboys, yep. happened both times. Broncos fans, the only ones there cheering. Uh, it's Broncos or the Broncos are America's team now. What happened today? Broncos fans cleared out. I don't blame them, but when you clear out. The Eagles fans aren't clearing out. And when I left the stadium, I could still hear Eagles chants, Ryan. After the game, the Eagles chants are still going on. So as embarrassing and cool as it was for the Broncos to be doing that last week, that's what just happened at home. And that's the the taste in your mouth the next two
3: weeks. Yeah, uh, Eagles fans get a bad rap. I had nothing but good experiences with Eagle Eagles fans today.
1: I think, I think it's because they're good fans Yeah, for the yeah. most part. They have, some, they have some quirks to them there that was they'll always one, get killed for. There was for. one guy who yeah. was looking yeah. for
3: smoke, and honestly, Broncos fans don't have enough in them to give him any smoke. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. No one wanted to fight fight with this guy. Like, good, I'm happy. There was no fight left in Broncos <laughs> fans, just like there was yeah. no fight left in the football team. Yeah. But in general, there's a lot of Broncos fans, a lot of Eagles fans around me. Everyone had a good time, you know, a little yeah. friendly banter throughout the game. Yeah. The way it should be, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I was sitting on the Eagles' bench side of the stadium, where obviously Eagles fans yeah. are going to want to sit, and and by the end of the game, it was mostly just them. Yep. Yeah. And the same thing, you're like you're at same same embarrassment that you believe the the Cowboys should feel, Broncos should feel that today, uh, and it's a really really big shame that they could not do what should have been an easy task. And again, we knew going into this game it wasn't going to be an easy right. task. But if you can't come out with a game plan for Jalen Hurts, if you can't come out with a game plan for Devontae Smith, yep. and if you can't find a way to beat that defense, which Fletcher Cox and a bunch of no names, then you deserve to lose. And they did, and they are who we thought they were.
1: Yep, they are who we thought they were. And uh, we're just watching the Chiefs and uh, Charger, or the Chiefs and the Raiders play right now. And it's gonna, the Broncos are still going to be in this, Ryan, but right now they're the only team in the AFC West that doesn't have a winning record. They're at the bottom of the AFC West, and if the Chiefs win, they will be at the very bottom of the AFC West with no one else with them. And I know what Broncos fans are going to be thinking the next two weeks is, we're done. Uh, the, the, there's no coming back from this. They were 3-0, and now 5-5, and and everything's just going downhill. And people want serious change. Serious change isn't coming. It's not coming. Because the Broncos are 5-5. and they George Payton wants to give Vic Fangio every benefit of the doubt. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, despite that terrible play and terrible effort throughout the rest of the game, uh, just the, the he's not going anywhere. Drew Locke wasn't even at the game, like you said, about some, some decisions. And uh, Teddy Bridgewater and Vic Fangio are your quarterback head coach
3: in two weeks. Of course. And Pat Shermer is going to be the offensive coordinator. Mm. Especially because his replacement, his – Possible replacement was worse than him today.
1: And what have we been warning people about? We've been warning people about this. And uh, what was it? it? I mean, it was it was Pat Shermer 2.0. Maybe Pat Shermer 2.2. Because last week, Pat Shermer ran the ball. And Broncos get down. And they kind of stuck to it and then they just abandon it. But I think I think we're going to get into a deeper
3: conversation about that. All right. Sounds good. Uh, I want to get into a deeper conversation about Breckenridge Brewery, mm. uh, the absolute best beers. We had our best tailgate of the year today. Shout out to everyone who came and had belief in this team and hope and had a great time at the tailgate today. Um, our biggest tailgate so far. <laughs> everyone had a great time from what I could see. And, of course, the Breckenridge brews were flowing all the time. Yeah. So, Make sure you become a member. Make sure you get in on some of those delicious Breckenridge brews. Um, And again, shout out to them for not only creating the best beers, but for hooking us up and uh, help it supply the tailgate.
1: And make sure to get in on these delicious interest rates we've got going on by giving (laughs) our friends Michael and Virginia Chevalier over at Chevalier Mortgage a call. You can call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578 or visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and when you go to dnvrmortgage.com you get entered to win some DNVR swag. So you absolutely should check them out. But on top of that and even more importantly, you get in a free consultation with them. That's free. Whether you want to buy a home and get in with them or whether you want to refinance check out everything they have to offer over at dnvrmortgage.com get your foot in the door there and they look at more than just the interest rate because michael chevalier is a certified financial planner meaning he looks at your entire financial picture which is exactly what you need when you're buying a home so check him out at dnvrmortgage.com michael chevalier nmls one nine one one nine three one zero zero six. virginia chevalier nmls
3: 1910631 all right zach let's move on here and play the blame game. Mm. Um, and so let's go through a couple things. And I want to know who you blame most for this. Thunder Broncos, 13 points. Who do you blame most? Boy.
1: Teddy. You, you got to look at the quarterback or the offensive coordinator. And I do want to look at the offensive coordinator. But in this one, when, you're, when your offensive coordinator has two games to prepare for a, for a game, You got to look at the quarterback. Two days, yeah. Yeah, two days, two days. Teddy Bridgewater just absolutely did not do it. In the end, the stats still aren't very good 61% completion, uh, 226 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, 79 passer rating. But there was just, there was never really a spark. In fact, the, the one spark we saw from this offense in the passing attack was when Albert O made a play. And, and yeah. he did that. And so we got to give a shout out to our king of the game, Albert Okuebunam. Ryan, not many bright spots here, but I would say Alberto really showed up and he had that one big play, 64 yards, the, the only spark in the Broncos passing attack. He went three for three, three targets, three catches, 77 yards, led the
3: Broncos in all of those categories. Oh, you're talking about the best tight end on the team? Ah, I think I am. Yeah, yeah. I I Albert am. Okuwebunam, best tight end on the team, uh, a dude who makes plays. Uh, nope. which is not something you can say about any other tight end on the team. No,
1: it, it's not. It's not. But even then, to get back to my point about Teddy Ryan is that was the explosive play and what it was a 10-yard pass that Alberto just exploded off of.
3: And it ended in a field goal, right? Yeah. It is so crazy. A blocked field goal, right? <laughs> I think you're right.
2: <laughs> it is
3: so crazy how good teams, it doesn't matter if they get tackled on the 5-yard line. Right. And bad teams it does matter a lot. Yeah. Uh, and I've never seen a field goal get blocked from that close. Yeah. Uh, and there's something new every week from Tom McMahon's unit. It really is. Um, but it matters a lot. Like, I thought to myself in that moment, as soon as he got tackled, oh, I'll end on a field goal. Did not know there was a fresh hell waiting around the corner for me. Um, Two
1: drives back to back because you thought the blocked field goal was bad. And Melvin Gordon said, hey, Here, hold my football. And Teddy Bridgewater said, I'll let you keep your football, too.
3: We'll let Darius Slay keep the football. <laughs> yeah. up, which I'm sure he did. Probably the longest touchdown of his career. There's a
1: lot of fat men running out around It did around. it
3: honestly looked like a field goal return. Yep. Yep. No, it was just, your
1: offense. Darius Slay probably <laughs> thought it was just a bunch of fat guys.
3: He just like slowly weaved through. yeah yep. yep. uh,
1: he's go- he's going left, he's going right, then he's going left again, then he has a cup of coffee, then he takes up. Takes off upfield.
3: Not even a single person chasing him. Nope. nope. No one like there at the five yard line. No. Nope.
1: No, no, and that's when the heart went out of the
3: body. You've seen the guy on TikTok who does the film reviews? No. Uh he does no. like he does like uh, film reviews, like pretending to be a coach. Oh yeah, He's <laughs> yes, like, yeah. oh, I'm not an athlete. I'll just piss down my leg. And, you know, oh, I'm not gonna chase him. I'm too good for that. You know, <laughs> business decision here. This will be one. That's exact. It sh- it'll probably be on yep. there tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Um, just embarrassing.
1: Yeah. It, it really is. So Teddy uh, gets it for me. Also, I mean, the, the offensive play calling, not good. Pat Shermer, Broncos are down 10 0. They stick with the run a tiny bit. Ryan, at half. Oh, geez. At halftime, I think the Broncos had 15 carries. They finished with 18. Now, let, let me just confirm that right now because I'm just realizing that. Um, but even at halftime, Ryan, I'm pretty sure they were averaging. Um, Okay, no, that wasn't true. Never mind. At halftime, they had eight carries. They finished with
3: 18. Oh, okay. Not as bad. Nine carries, finished with 18. So half and half. So half and half. I mean, 18 carries is not going to get it done, but when you're down 30 to 13, you're not going to carry the ball that much. Um, Also, again, talking about little things that affect football games that take it from close football game to embarrassment, the holding on the edge. Who had that holding? Do you know? Salbert.
1: That took the Javante touchdown back. Yep. And then what happens the very next play? alberdo is called for a uh, for a false start ryan unfortunately, at least we have the nuggets exactly yeah that's what the cheering is going on here no one's cheering for the raiders or the chiefs i can guarantee you that although the chiefs I, or raiders i believe just did tie it up um but but ryan the broncos must lead the league in tight end penalties
3: mm. how do you have tight end penalties lead the league <laughs> it's just i don't i don't know zach i don't know how a lot of these things happen How does your quarterback watch a guy run by him? Uh, There's MVP chance going on here at the bar. I guarantee
1: it's not for Teddy.
3: It's not for Teddy, (laughs) um, and it's not for anyone on the Broncos because they just laid down and died. Yep. They just laid down and died. All right, back to the blame game. Um, That return touchdown, who gets the most blame?
1: I mean, like you said, it doesn't happen if it isn't for the fumble. So you got to look for that one where it starts, and that's with Melvin. He said it after. I should have been holding on with two hands. I don't know if that—if you need to go to Curtis Modkins and, and put a little blame on him. I mean, I would think a running back should know. But a then, veteran
3: getting paid $8 million a year.
1: I just i don't know how, how that message doesn't get passed along, how he doesn't think that, that that's you, you can't have it. You absolutely can't have it. You
3: had a, a better view of the replay. From where I was sitting, it looked like he had the first down yep. before he fumbled it. Yeah, he did. So what is he doing, man? Cover the ball. Get just... You got – the hole was there. Yeah. Hit the hole with both – just hit myself in the face. Uh, <laughs> hit the hole with both hands on the ball and just fall down. Well,
1: Ryan, what 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 doesn't make sense is if he was holding the ball with two hands, the ball would have crossed the first down marker at the exact same point. It's not like he was reaching out with one hand and then it got knocked away. No, it wasn't like that. It was just – it was in his arm. should have been two hands the whole time.
3: Yeah, it has to be Melvin. Um, now, if the question is who's – whose fault is it that it was a touchdown, Touchdown? then it's definitely Teddy. Yep, there's no question about Um, it. But it's got – it sucks that this type of stuff comes up at the worst times. Melvin Gordon has had good ball security in a small sample for, you know, I don't know, 10 to 12 games. About the past 16 games. Yep.
1: Half of last year – well, no, I'm including the beginning of this year. And obviously –
3: Right, and now it's kind of gone to shit. Yeah. And yeah, in that moment, games. it's so like, as a coach, you just have to be h- banging your head against the wall that this guy can't protect the ball in big moments, uh, and it and it's just so frustrating. But
1: and now, to your point, Ryan, you got to put Javante in uh, uh, on the on those short yardage things because now the past two, three games, you've had two crucial fumbles and short yardage must hold on to the ball situations and just before that about a quarter before Ryan I was advocating that just as good as Javante Williams is Melvin Gordon's got to be the one that's in the game in the red zone because he just has a knack for the end zone it's something this year when he's in the game in the red zone he scores when Javante's in and again not all on Javante at all banging it, into it people. just it just doesn't work out yeah. but if you can't hold on to the ball in the red zone and you're turning the ball over, it, then it doesn't matter that. So I can't make that argument again, and I'm not going to make that argument moving forward because it's either end zone or fumble, or
3: These are the types maybe
1: end zone and field goal. Just don't hope it's blocked. You'll probably take the the scores every time.
3: These are the types of conversations you have to have about bad football teams. Yeah.
1: What do you? What's the? What's the worst you want? Right. Do, do, do you want the the fumble and, and maybe a touchdown? Or do you want a field goal or you know or Uh, Yeah, I guess a field field goal. goal.
3: Yeah. Um, Okay, blame game. Um, Who is most to blame for the lack of heart in the fourth quarter from the Denver Broncos?
1: (sighs) Heart is such, such a tough thing for me. But, Ryan, it goes to something that Draymond Jones said, which was just so damning on this entire team. When asked about the struggles in the run defense, which, by the way, after the game, We've talked about Teddy. We've talked about Melvin. We've talked about the offensive struggles. We've touched on the defense a little bit. All the blame was being pointed at the defense. We know Vic Fangio, if he can take a shot at the offense and protect himself, he's not been afraid to do that in the past. No, he was pointed on the defense, which shocked me. And then Draymond Jones had the quote, of the night, and maybe the most the one that's going to be the most revealing if Vic Fangio gets fired uh, sometime this season or after this season. When asked about what went wrong in run defense, Draymond said, I'll call it a combination of us not executing and probably like coaching. Pretty much simple. Wow, calling out the coaching midway through a season. Now, Mike Kliss after the game tweeted that. Um, that was Vic's message to the team in the locker room. You can make of that what you want, but I'll put that out there. But Draymond Joe's expones, exposed it at least. Or he exposed that it was bad coaching as well. So, to answer your question about going back to the heart, if a player is calling out a coach after a game, has he lost the locker room?
3: <clears throat> uh, at least a little bit. And always use your critical thinking skills, guys, when these <laughs> things happen. Um, <laughs> just, you know, you gotta read tweets with critical thinking skills. <laughs> We've
1: had Ryan's eyes going back and <laughs> yeah. forth this
3: whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. <laughs> um, I don't care if that was a message to the locker room. <clears throat> if, the, if a player... First of all, this isn't 8 Mile. You don't get to roast yourself <laughs> before you get roasted and be protected. Um, if a player is saying to the media that the coaching was a problem, They've got a big, big problem. And you believe him. And I don't know exactly what happened in the run defense because you would think, and honestly, I saw it a lot from the Broncos. Single high safety, man coverage, stopped a run. And it's a dangerous game to play against Devontae Smith, and it burned them a couple times. Um, I cannot believe they didn't make the play on that first touchdown. This is is a a recurring thing. Me saying, I can't believe they didn't make the play on that first touchdown. It happened in the Raiders game. It happened yeah. in the Steelers game. It happened in the Baltimore game. Yeah. And it now happened in this game. That's it. Like, turn your head around and make the play. I think it was, was it Pat, Sertan? It was. So, like, he's he gets a free pass because he's a beast. Wait. Oh, you're putting that on Pat? I'm just saying make the play.
1: Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, I like hearing that because I, I said no no blame to Pat at all. I just thought it was perfect coverage. But I guess you're right. It wasn't perfect coverage. He could have turned his head and and, out and, and, and swatted it. But I mean, what a catch!
3: What a throw! Oh, it's a great. It was a dime. Another. By the way, Broncos got away with one at the end of the half. Absolute perfect dime onto the hands of yeah. Quez Watkins. Just right through. Right through his hands. I think he expected the ball to get tipped. Yeah. Shouldn't expect that with the Broncos secondary. Um, <laughs> just expect that ball to hit you in the hands and be a touchdown. Um, th- so again. The run defense should have been fine because you were playing a lot of man coverage on the outside and it still wasn't. You're getting gashed by Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard. Yeah. Dude hasn't beat anyone
1: in years. I mean it, it didn't it didn't matter who was in the game, Ryan. They're running for six point nine yards per carry with Jordan Howard. Uh, Scott's running for seven point four. You have Jalen Hurts running for three point eight, but you know what? They didn't give up on the run. Jalen Hurts didn't give up on the run. Fifty three rushing yards for him. Uh you had Kenny Gainwell averaging two point eight yards. You held Jalen Rager of minus eight. But it doesn't matter because oh I didn't know this number until right now. Do you know how many yards the Eagles rushed for it's way worse than I would have thought.
3: 180.
1: Yeah, that that's what no 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 that's what I would have thought being bad. No, that's what I would have guessed. Not very close. What is it? 214 yards on the ground, 5.3 yards per attempt, <sighs> and they ran it 40
3: times. You got bullied. Yeah. Yeah, by the Eagles, by the, who, by the way, They didn't hap- even want to run the ball in the early season.
1: Exactly. They didn't—they weren't a running team at all. And then, Ryan, they were the Broncos of last week in terms of bullying the team, the opposing team, on the road. And then at the same time having guys go down left and right, left. I think they lost, like, their entire offensive line in this game. Dickerson's going down. Uh, I think he had someone else go down. Maybe two other guys go down. And you know what? It didn't matter. They said, next guy up, we're still going to punch you in the face. And that's just what they did. All game long. I mean, this, as good as last week was, this was worse because it's the most recent one, and it's going on your bye.
3: And it was a must-win game, in my opinion. Um, If you won the game, you were sitting pretty going into your bye week. And
1: like we talked about, you had a little leeway. You could go one-and-one against the Chargers and the Chiefs to start, which Chargers at home, winnable game. Chiefs on the road, that's going to be tough. But you could go one-and-one in those games if if you won today. Now if you go one and one you're 6 and 6 and one of these other teams either the Chargers or the or, I'm sorry the Chiefs or the Raiders is probably going to take off.
3: 6 and 6 ain't going to get it done. You're going to be in last place in the division in a few minutes. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. It, okay, last one. Who's most at fault for giving up 220 rushing yards? Coaching. Yeah, Draymond Jones said it. Yeah.
1: He 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 said it, and, and Vic, I mean, was even pointing the like we said, he was pointing the finger back at his unit. That tells you all you need to all you need to know, Ryan. In the first half, the Eagles had over 250 yards of offense. Now the Broncos did a good job keeping the game kind of maintain. I mean, they still gave up 20 points. Never mind, they didn't do a good job. Uh, that's terrible. They were on pace to give up over 500 yards of offense in 40 points at halftime yeah and the offense was terrible too i mean they they had at one point albert okwebinom had more offensive yards that 64 yard catch than the broncos had the rest of the team they had 60 and then you had 10 points at halftime
3: come on give me a break give me a break i might need a break to go eat a hassle cattle <laughs> company burger downstairs <laughs> um we got someone
1: filling in for you on your break
3: uh I, i'm yeah, just taking break. yeah logo. yeah you got any takes you wanna, <laughs> i'm gonna go eat a burger i'm gonna take a break um uh, no if you need a break and you want to have a hassle cattle company burger they will send them straight to your door and it's not just the burgers it's the steaks it's all of their amazing different beef products it's blue collar wagyu beef why is it called blue collar wagyu beef because every man or woman can afford this stuff it's very affordable and when you use the code dnvr15 you can save 15% off got a sweet holiday deal going on for you right now this is the holiday deal because turkey's out beef is in no one will complain at your holiday dinner if you start serving no. up new york strips no. from Hassel cattle company instead of turkey everyone's going to praise you and say what have we been doing for all these years the pilgrims had it all wrong <laughs> um anyways hassle cattle company dnvr15 and, of course, if you go over 200 bucks on your order, you're going to get free shipping. You want 200 bucks worth of this stuff. It'll yes, last you do. a while because it's cheap, and you're going to eat it all and love it.
1: Yes, you absolutely will. Ryan, over these past couple days, I've done something not advisable. I've chased at the end of two bad nights over at DraftKings Sportsbook. But you know what? Been there, it, done worked. it worked. It oh. worked both nights. I literally, Thursday night football was not working out for me. I chased at the end, ended up scratching i was yeah. so happy about that last night down big throughout the day uh some pack 12 after dark came out and helped me unfortunately i'm sorry came at the expense of your buffs That's uh, okay. ended up three bucks up on the day was thrilled about being three <laughs> bucks up and if you want to get in on the action maybe you had a rough day betting on the broncos uh yeah. betting on the chargers to win you would were right I about that one that. of course uh what else happened today so any other big surprises
3: um, the Lions and Steelers uh, tied. Oh my God, tied. what
1: a game. But you could still get in tonight. You can get in on the Charger, or on the Chiefs and Raiders game, uh, and then, of course, you can get in on the Rams 49ers as well. You can do that over at DraftKings Sportsbook, and if you're a new user, get in right now because if you bet $1 on any team to score in any NFL game over this next week, you'll get $100 in free bets, which, boy, that's such a great way to start off your account using those $100 to turn into real money, which boom, then you turn into a lot more. So get in, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free bets if a team of your choice scores with that code DNVR. Uh, DraftKings is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Your tricks supplies. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.
3: Finally, if you guys want, if you feel like the Broncos in the fourth quarter and you just need some energy and some heart, <laughs> uh, you got to get some Strava craft coffee. And if you use the code DNVR25 on your first purchase, you're going to save 25% off that first order. Then when you say, oh, my God, I love this CBD-infused coffee. It saves me from the coffee jitters. It helps with my knee pain, my elbow pain, my neck pain, whatever it may be. Uh, then you're going to sign up for a Strava Craft Coffee subscription, which not only is going to save you 25, or sorry, 20% on every order thereafter, but you're not going to have to put in your credit card info ever, anymore. You're never going to have to worry about that panic feeling when you wake up and realize you're out of coffee. Uh, so head up our friends over at Strava Craft Coffee and get that energy you need absolutely Ryan should we hear from the people the people I'm sure they've got some stuff to say. <laughs> let's hop into the super chats all right first one a long one here Ooh, from easy one 80 what do you guys think of Teddy giving up on the play and giving up a TD and do you think the coaches and players should address him about it uh, I'm personally disappointed that is not a captain move continue being great boys from Alex in the Madden League love you Alex and really appreciate the support um, what what do we hear that,
1: Tom Brady, that that Bill Belichick did to every player regardless of who it was? If you made a bad play, and doesn't matter if you're the 53rd guy, the 90th guy in training camp, or you were Tom Brady, he would call you out in front of everyone. This could be a moment for Vic Fangio uh, to, to really set an example, and, and not just on Teddy, but for many plays throughout this
3: game. You think that's happening?
1: No, I, I, I don't. And Ryan, the next what well, what this schedule looks like for the Broncos over the bye week. Tomorrow they have virtual meetings because of COVID. They want to keep guys out of the locker or, or, or uh, out of being in person. Tomorrow or Tuesday, it's a it's a day off. And then Wednesday, Vic said they'll decide when they get there. I'm not sure if he means they may give them Wednesday off completely, or if that means he's deciding whether to do virtual stuff or in person. And then the Broncos will have Thursday through Sunday off. But man. If I'm Vic, I don't care if the guys are coming back on Wednesday or not. Tomorrow is not a fun day, even though it's virtual.
3: I might put to- if I'm Vic, I might put together a highlight reel of all the bad tape everyone put out there and said. Yeah. I want you guys to think about this when you're sitting on the beach in Cabo. Yeah. And ask yourself. Yeah. Is this the type of tape I want to put on? Yeah. As a professional, National Football League player. Yep. Is this what I want to do? Yep. And the number one clip on that tape would be Teddy Bridgewater. Now. I want to say this, and I think it's really important to consider. Teddy Bridgewater might have been told going into this game, do not get hurt at all costs. It's really did good he point. run once in this game? I don't think he did. I don't think he crossed the line of scrimmage at any point.
1: No. In fact, that was a conversation that I had today was, I thought Teddy was more mobile than we thought. In this game, it looked the complete opposite. That's a really good point. And
3: he's not going to throw the coaches under the bus in that right, scenario. Right. Remember, Drew Locke not out there today yeah there is a very legitimate chance in my mind that they said do not put yourself in any bad situations and coaches do do this yeah telling guys hey we cannot afford to have you hurt today maybe that's it if that's the case they put teddy in a really bad position because no one's gonna know about that ever yeah,
1: that's a great point it's a great point point. and boy what would the broncos have been with a third string quarterback and a backup offensive coordinator That's probably what, if they did tell Teddy that message, that's what they were thinking when they told him that.
3: And two backup tackles.
1: Yikes. I mean, Teddy's first drop back, Cam Fleming just got smoked
3: off the edge. That set a pretty bad tone. Third quarter just started. Nicole Jokic has 19 points, eight rebounds, six assists. Insane. Absolutely insane. Uh, Thank God.
1: Nuggets already have 72.
3: All right. uh, What do we got next? From Jared Barton. What do we Speaking see? Uh, yeah. Uh, what do we see more of after the bye? Broncos wins or individuals holding the title of Broncos head coach? Definitely Broncos wins.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think you're guaranteed one. Yeah. You should be guaranteed one against the Lions. And then you'll pick up. You'll pick up another one. You will.
3: I agree. All right, next At one. At least. From on hell. Kenny Young is the defensive pulse. We need more players with that intensity.
1: Yeah, I love Kenny Young getting in the backfield often. Now, he did have a, a few negative plays, plays today, um, but I guess that was expected at some point. It just caught up to him on this third game. But, yeah, I just I, lo- I love the way he plays. Man, I almost got called for a brutal. Uh, he unnecessary- should have been called. I think so, too. Should have I, been called. I, I think so, too. Got away with it. But at least he's playing with fire. Yeah. At least he's playing with fire. Yeah,
3: his first loss. Uh, As a Bronco. And and second loss on the year for him. And first loss this season for a Jerry Judy-laden Broncos team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What did
1: Jerry have, six catches? Um, Jerry, let me pull this up right here. Uh, I believe Jerry led the team in catches. He had, uh, yes, six catches on nine targets, 48 yards, and those six catches did lead the team.
3: Yeah, I mean, they just kept running five wide hooks, and he was open on all of them.
1: Ryan, um, Cortland Sutton. I mean, he is either having a hundred-yard game and exploding, or he is just non-existent. Yeah. Uh, two catches, 29 yards. When the game mattered, he had one catch for I believe 22 or something. This conversation and Tim Patrick, to be fair, uh, not any more relevant. Three
3: catches for 14 yards. But
1: typically, Tim showing up more than that. Who did
3: anything in the receiving game other than Alberto and Jerry Judy? Noah Fant. Five uh,
1: five catches for 59 yards. Good for Noah. Yeah.
3: Uh, he needed one of these games. He did. Yeah, I did see a play where he caught the ball and turned up field, and <laughs> I think he, like, turned seven into 15, and I was like, <laughs> yep. let's go, Noah. Yep. Isn't this uh, kind of
1: what we thought, though? A, a, a Teddy Bridgewater offense? Use the tight ends a ton and use Jerry Judy a ton?
3: Yeah. And check it down a ton, which, weirdly, we're not seeing a lot of uh, running back catches. That was, like, a big thing. Yeah. Why they brought in Melvin Gordon. We're not seeing the running backs – Catch the ball almost at all in this offense.
1: Ryan, tonight they combined for seven targets, Javante and Melvin. Three catches. Guess how many yards they combined for?
3: Three catches for negative yards. Yep, negative
1: one yard. You mm. nailed it. <laughs> yeah, really bad. <laughs>
3: Just a thing you have to laugh about because it's so bad. All right, what's next? From the homie, Brian. Uh, Teddy showed elite presence today. Madden chat reference, LOL. Anyhow, I appreciate you guys for keeping our heads above water. Hashtag draft Malik Willis. Mm. <clears throat> Listen, I'm not against Malik Willis. I'm not really against Kenny Pickett. I'm not against Sam Howell. I'm not really against any of these guys yet. But not a single one has made me say, wow, that's a guy you got to have. You better enjoy the fourth
1: quarterback in this draft because even where the Broncos are going to be trading up in the draft, you're going to land the third or fourth guy.
3: Well, the first overall pick might be available. Oh, boy. Depending. It,
1: you better be in love. And just with your oh, confidence, yeah. your lack of confidence in these quarterbacks, you would have to go from, what, Broncos finishing 16th in draft order this year to number one? That's three first-round picks plus,
3: probably. I mean, this is how bad this quarterback class has been this year. The projected, if a lot of people had to guess at number one overall, they would have guessed Spencer Rattler. He was benched. <laughs> yeah. Yep.
1: bench for being trash and then came came in yesterday's game off the bench
3: and was still trash, trash. Yep. <laughs> uh, so again it's not that I don't like Kenny Pickett it's not that I don't like Sam Howell it's not that I don't like Desmond Ritter it's not that I don't like Malik Willis I just don't love anyone yet by yeah. any stretch of the mind Yeah,
1: and uh, the game that George Payton saw Malik Willis in person now it shouldn't mean everything but he was going up against yeah, way better competition it unfair. but didn't
3: look good no he didn't look good then he saw Sam Howell and Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett looked great in the first half. He looked bit bad in the second half. <laughs> yeah. Sam Howell looked terrible in the first half. He looked good in the second half. And then Kenny Pickett looked okay in overtime, and Sam Howell got literal buckets of water dumped on him, and it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah. But no, no one came. Like, I just don't think as a GM you came away saying, that's the guy to save our franchise.
1: Yep, and Ryan, I think the nightmare scenario for a lot of Broncos fans right now is Vic Fangio and Teddy Bridgewater back as the quarterback head coach, and that is a possible that that's not a scenario that I can say won't happen. Yeah, I mean, No, if more of these happen, may, maybe that won't, maybe it won't happen. But man, entering today, that honestly was the likely thing that was going to happen.
3: Right, and I said in our uh, Broncos pick 'em, I said. If they win today, they're pretty much guaranteed to be playing meaningful football in December. Yep. And what did George Payton want? Meaningful football in December. Yeah. It's exactly what I wrote. Yeah. Unfortunately, now there is a chance that those December games might not be so meaningful.
1: Oh, uh, I had hope. I had hope for meaningful.
3: I had hope for meaningful very much so and not that much hope, though, because I still did bet heavily on the Eagles today. <laughs> now, I was trying to jinx them. Wow. But I also just thought, like, uh, I still think I'm going to win this bet.
1: Yeah, credit to you. You uh, The jinx didn't work, but you picked the Eagles to win.
3: Yeah, I also had them scoring 30, and that seemed like a lot at the time. Uh, unfortunately, it lot wasn't more.
1: a close game. Wasn't was a not close a close game. game. Nope.
3: Should have been a close game. Yep. If not for Melvin Gordon, I think it would have been a close game. All right, what's next? From Ivory Hotline, I love you, DNVR. You guys are the best. Love you too. We love you right back. Uh, a lot of, a lot of DNVR love today at the yeah. tailgate. Appreciate yeah. it. Like, it was probably our most like, DNVR tailgate crew we've yeah. ever had, which yeah. was really great. So shout out to everyone who came out there. The bar's packed full of Broncos fans right yeah. now. Uh, there's also Nuggets fans down there too, of course, but it's like a great mix of both. Um, so shout out to everyone who came and hang out.
1: And that's what's awesome. You're always gonna have great people here, and you're always going to have the sports you want to watch.
3: Absolutely, always. Next up from Hoy 2 fire everyone, get a quarterback. I'm <laughs> gonna even super chat this to bolster its importance. Mile High Buckeye, fire everyone, get a quarterback. Sounds good to me.
1: Yeah, we we really appreciate the super chat. Hey, at least the Broncos didn't get shut out like uh, Seattle and Russ today. Did they really shut out? I think it's the first time in Russ's career he's been shut out. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes.
3: What's next? From Seth Stewart. Love all my DNVR guys. Thank you for not quitting on this post-game pod like Teddy quit on us.
1: Ryan, I think we're entering the fourth quarter in this pod. Should we just drop out?
3: I mean, yeah, sure. (laughs) It did take me a while to get here, so sorry. So (laughs) apologies for the delay. Man, it is tough to get out of there. Yep. Uh, Like, federal... Which is where we're parked, right next to the, uh, the tailgate. Yeah. And getting literally from the tailgate to Federal took 25 minutes. I
1: can't even imagine. That's
3: a stretch of a hundred
1: feet. Half block, if yeah, bad. yeah, exactly, hundred feet. Man, that is
3: brutal. Rough. All right, next one's from Owen. Uh, Wtf? Does anyone on the coaching staff tell Teddy? Is it is pop? Oh, when does anyone on the coaching staff tell <laughs> Teddy it's possible <laughs> to pass beyond the sticks? this is one that people get so mad about that i can't bring myself (laughs) to get mad about if it's when guys aren't open the quarterback still has to throw the ball they're gonna throw it to the check down which is left open by design by the defense (laughs) but if nothing else is open now again we'll probably be able to go and and do the all 22 scouting and say well jerry judy was open Right, right um but you'll probably be able to see that like he came open right as teddy looked away from him I, I, it's the one, I mean, it's the number one thing that fans get mad about that I just, I can't I can't bring myself to be as mad about it.
1: Ryan, and really what it boils down to is if the Broncos convert third downs, people don't really remember that Tim Patrick last week caught the ball three yards behind the first down marker, but then turned upfield and shot like a gun, and that was just a great play. It's a good read by Teddy, you know, finding Tim who had three yards and then Tim turned it up, but... When you don't convert third downs, then you do look at this stuff, and I understand where you're coming from, Owen. Ryan, the Broncos were really good on third down last week, and they made the Cowboys terrible on third and fourth down. Cowboys is something like 2 of 14 on third and fourth down last week. You know what the Broncos were on third down this week? And we can even group fourth down in there. They went for it 13 times on third and fourth down this week. How many times did they convert those third and fourth downs? Three.
3: One. Oh, my One. They God. were 1 for
1: 11 on third down, 9% on defense. They were 0 for 2 on fourth down. That you will lose every game when that happens. And also another big thing uh, that we talked about last week, time of possession. Broncos dominated the Cowboys in time of possession. Uh, they didn't get dominated as poorly today as they did as they did the Cowboys last week, but still, 30, 35 to 25. And I mean, that's, that's when – that's when you have to have a really good quarterback to overcome that.
3: <clears throat> I said on the tailgate, the way they win this game is to win first down. <laughs> no. They didn't come close to winning no, first down. A lot of close. third and eights yep. and a lot of third and twos for the Eagles.
1: Yep, exactly. Exactly. I mean, that one play, Ryan, after the uh, terrible touchdown that they gave up to Darius Slay, they come out and Teddy gets pressured and Teddy, like, off his back foot, throws it side-armed, to Javante Williams, four yards behind the line of scrimmage. Javante Williams makes this really difficult catch, four yards behind the scrimmage, which he shouldn't have well, caught anyway. Tipped
3: up in the air. Yeah,
1: and then he gets blown up, and for a loss of four, and then it's second and fourteen. Good luck.
3: But these are like, so these are like things that we. I, I was sitting here, um, a, a le, less than twenty-four hours ago, talking about the Buffs game. In little mistakes like that where it's just like a, a well-aware team knows it just knock that ball down. Right, right. A well-aware team knows on fourth down in the red zone, you throw the ball at somebody. Yeah. You give yourself a chance. And for whatever reason, it's coaching to me. That, that's the reason. You your coaches should tell you about this situational awareness. And it's clearly not happening. I
1: can't defend the coaching at all because the players aren't defending the coaching. Uh, And let's say what Mike Kliss said is true and that Vic Fangio was the one to call out the coaching. The coaches can't even defend the coaching.
3: No. And and Tom McMahon still has a job. He does. He does. Next super chat from Taylor. Uh, So bad today all around. Teddy not even attempting to make that tackle showed a lot. Man, you agree that's the number one thing uh, perturbing Broncos country today?
1: Yeah, and the bummer for Teddy is he's so loved inside that Broncos locker room. But now, this is what people are going to remember for the next two weeks 100%. And if... Teddy's playing the best ball of his career. The Broncos are getting the best quarterback play out of their quarterback since Peyton Manning 2014, the first half of 2014. And this is what people are going to remember. People are going to be calling for Drew Locke when he gets back in the building this week if they come back in the building or next week. Uh, And in reality, this is what people are going to remember until Teddy beats the Chargers, beats the Chiefs. But it's like going to take something monumental like that.
3: It's it, it. It will be the the thing that people remember about the Teddy Bridgewater era. Yep, yep. Because I don't have any faith in this going anywhere to a point where people will forget this. It's the Teddy Bridgewater era, not all by his fault, will end as a failure, and this will be the play that people point to when they talk about it. Yep, it will be. Just the way that Case Keenum missing up a wide open yeah. Demarius Thomas down the sideline to beat the Chiefs is that is that one. This will be the one for Teddy. Man,
1: you know what sucks about this one, Ryan, is Case just made a, a bad play. It was a terrible throw. Yep. This one was a decision. was. And one it that's going to be called a business decision. Uh, not called. It, it was. It was a business yeah. decision. Yes, 100%.
3: 100%. And I also think throwing it out of the back of the end zone was a business decision.
1: Man, I hope not. But if so, then that's really bad. That's really
3: bad. It is really bad. All right, next one. From Steve, Shermer's play calling was awful tonight. It's like he wasn't even there. <laughs> 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 we needed that. That was funny. Yes, we did. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> and finally, from Matthew South, uh, how much do we have to pay to have DNVR ask the Broncos is that type of business decision the face of the franchise makes? Well, no one thinks he's the face of the franchise. Right. No. George Payton threw that out there because he had to. You have to. You have to have your quarterback in there. Um, but it's just, I don't, I don't know. It's Justin he Simmons. he was asked about it, right? Yep. And he said he was trying to force him inside.
1: He, uh, Yeah, that's what Teddy said, and Vic didn't see the play, and I believe Vic on that now. He's going to see it, and he's going to be asked about it tomorrow, Matthew, so stay tuned to that. Um, but I believe, Vic, that he just didn't see it today.
3: Vic will defend him.
1: What if Vic comes out and says what you said? We told Teddy, yes, I saw the replay, and we told Teddy before the game, Don't get you hurt. can't get hurt.
3: I would – Really appreciate that from Vic.
1: I think that would make a lot of Broncos fans feel better. And you know what? I hope Vic or Patrick or someone's watching and relays what you told him, Ryan. Got you, Patrick. <laughs> relays that to Vic because then who's the blame? Are we going to blame Vic for telling him that? No, we're going to say that's actually probably good coaching right there. And what's
3: the worst thing that comes out of it? The Broncos didn't trust Brett Ripon. Of course they didn't. He's their third-string quarterback. Yeah,
1: of course. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a great PR move right there.
3: Yeah, I, I got you guys. Even if it's not the truth. <laughs> Finally, oh, yeah, finally from Todd oh,
1: One coming in.
3: Rosenboom. Uh, do you guys believe Peyton will make the meaningful offseason moves to make the Broncos competitive next year? His preseason comments about QBs have me concerned. I think we need to stop thinking about the Broncos and next year. Um, if they draft a quarterback, it won't be next year. Look at the Bears. Look at the Jags. Look at, I mean, the Patriots impressive so far. Um, right. But most of these teams – Right. are not competitive in the first year that they have a rookie quarterback. Now, again, I don't know if I even endorse the Broncos getting a rookie quarterback at this point. Yeah, um, It's maybe b- the worst thing about all of this. Yeah, it really is the worst thing about all of this. Um, but the only way for them to be competitive as recently as next year to me is by getting an Aaron Rodgers, by getting a Russ Wilson. And I don't even like talking about that because it feels like such a pipe dream.
1: Right, it does. And, man, I'll tell you what, the Packers – did everything to back up Aaron Rodgers. I I don't know why he would leave. They win again today. Heck, maybe Russ, though, wants out after this year after they lose today and they have a terrible game. But you're right. It feels like such a pipe dream. Uh, And uh, the necessary moves, Ryan, I think something that scares Broncos fans a lot is George Payton said, that he wants them to be competitive in November, December. That's a successful season. There's still a chance They're competitive in November right now, so they've checked one of those boxes. There is a chance if they beat the Chargers or the Chiefs in these next two weeks, Ryan, they will be competitive yep. in December. And then while Broncos fans think this season's a total failure already, George Payton could be sitting there and saying, eight and nine, we were competitive, we're keeping Vic. Uh, and then also all the uncertainty at ownership. I mean, we need to take this game by game, not to be so cliche, but honestly, we as people at being in Broncos country need to take this month by month with just the changes that could happen.
3: Yeah, I mean the benefit of the fact that the, a- the rest of the AFC US is pretty good is you might get another last place schedule next year, which is the only reason why you're 5-5 five and five right now. Right,
1: and you had that easy part at the beginning of the season. That's what I
3: mean, because yeah. you got to play a bunch of crap teams yeah. because
1: you got last place. You think because Detroit didn't Lose today, that that takes a little burden off that game, and that Detroit won't be playing so feisty for a win, or because they're still winless, they'll still be very feisty.
3: Uh,
1: I want Detroit to get a win before they play. They the can't Broncos. go 0 16 anymore.
3: So. They can't.
1: 0 oh, 17.
3: They're 0 they 17. 16. They are 17 they can not be the first ever 0 17 team. <laughs> they can't. They can't. Dan
1: Campbell's got them there.
3: I think they'll be fine. Did
1: you see how that game ended, by the way? No. I didn't see anything. Oh my goodness! Overtime, the, the the Steelers have the ball. Eight fifteen seconds left. They're in field goal range. They catch a three yard pass to just get three yards closer, and they fumble it. With fifteen seconds left in overtime, who's the culprit? Um, I number eighty-eight. I don't remember his name. Who? melvin gordon oh my gosh <laughs> wow yeah here, with the, brutal uh, yeah, here with the dagger
3: uh one more here for brandon bowler how many games has melvin lost it's because of fumbles need to feed 33 eagles fans are annoying nice meeting you today ryan travel nurse guy uh great meeting you too brandon and um how many games uh, two what happened last year there was one right one really bad one.
1: Oh, but didn't the Broncos still win? But he fumbled it like the right at the goal line. But then the Broncos still held on. I, I don't I don't remember. I don't remember. Uh, the Broncos also got lucky by the defense coming up big against Washington football team two weeks ago after Melvin Gordon fumbled. And then of course today the the defense wasn't able to uh, to
3: to, ca- well, to the catch. Well, the defense up with was this. the offense, and they yeah, let the guy. It's really strut true. Strut down the field like he was going for a Sunday job. I mean, how disrespectful! of
1: Darius Slay to say that after the game. Disrespectful, too, of the Broncos and just their effort on that play, saying it was a bunch of fat guys. I mean, if anything wraps your up DK this DK Metcalf? Yeah, exactly.
3: You had some fast guys on the field. No one even – again, I'll have to watch the replay. I'm watching this from the stands. Everything happened kind of in a flash. I don't remember anyone even within 30 yards of him trying.
1: No, no. He was just slaying right into the end
3: zone. Disgusting yeah, Uh,
1: and that's that's what this game was it was disgusting and Ryan I hate that we have to this is what we have the next two weeks
3: Yeah, and again, that's what they have the next two weeks. They're gonna hate it more than us At least I I hope I was gonna say I hope yeah I, I I hope they hate that they have to watch the film from that game tomorrow and think about that and again I hope Vic Fangio Goes ahead and shows them a highlight reel of all the weak ass effort plays that they had in this game. Um, it's uh, it's embarrassing.
1: It is. It's very embarrassing. Was and this pot embarrassing? Two... What? Was this pot embarrassing? No, I think we did a pretty good job. <laughs>
3: what were you gonna say though? That's two. That's two games this year where you've been embarrassed at home. Twelve
1: thousand no shows two weeks ago. A little better this week. Six thousand no shows. After it's, a bye week, it's, it's going to be cold. That's after Thanksgiving, too, right? Some people traveling. Maybe instead of coming back Saturday night, they're going to be coming back Monday morning instead. Not going to want to make the game. Um, it, it could be. Ba- it's going to be more than six. Is it more than 12? Yeah. That's when coaches get fired. That's yeah. when things happen.
3: When you get embarrassed at home and when you have less... People coming to the game, that is how you get fired. In December, when
1: you're not hitting your general manager's expectations, when you lose to an AFC West opponent, it's lining up either for a disaster or a, a great redemption. And Then the they Broncos are right back in it at 6-5. and
3: five. They only played one AFC West game the whole year. One. They have five so weird. Left. And they got embarrassed at home.
1: <laughs> yes, they did. To the Raiders without a coach.
3: My God. One thing that's not embarrassing is MSU Denver Online. Uh, It's an incredible online education you can get, and it's the best place to go if you're looking to work a full-time job while getting an education online. They do an incredible job over there, and their students work twice as many hours as students attending any other college institution, so hit up msudenver.edu slash online. Also, hit us with a thumbs up on YouTube on your way out. We always appreciate those. uh, Disgusting effort from the Broncos today. Embarrassing result for the Broncos today, and... Uh, yeah, I think it's a, a result that will lead to eventual consequences uh, when all is said and done at the end of the season. A real opportunity that they let slip through their fingertips, um, and we're going to have to talk about it for a while. So, of course, <laughs> you can join us tomorrow on the DNVR Broncos podcast. Shout out to Yahir behind the Mac over there. A shout out to Zach. Appreciate you as a co-host. Shout, shout out, to, out to, to you. Everyone who came to the tailgate today. Yeah. Uh, everyone down hanging out the bar right now appreciate all of you appreciate everyone who tuned in of course and we'll catch you tomorrow on the dnvr broncos podcast
2: roll out the country drive now flying cat